The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday afternoon, April 21st, currently 3.43 on the East Coast, here to break down some more MLB stuff, but it's going to be a very, very special show today. Uh, But first, I got my two main guys joining us. It's first, Noah Beanick. Noah, how you feeling, my man? How's it going, Munaf? Um, just been watching the Tigers game this afternoon. Uh, unfortunately, Miggy did not get that 3,000th hit. He was actually intentionally walked in the ninth inning here. Wow. Crazy booze rained down on Aaron Boone. He deserves it. So, yeah, great, great start to the podcast. Yeah, don't get me started about the Yankees. But also joining us here, also uh, one of the prospects, now the superstars. We got two superstars on the show now. Me and me and Malcolm are taking the backseat, but it's also – Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing, my man? Hey, what's going on, Moonoff? Noah, good to be here. Woke up, winner, Mets, Giants, cash the seven and a half over. My dog of the day, Tigers looking good. Start the day in the winning circle. That's what I like to see. Yeah, there you go. I'm also 2-0-1. I had the first four, or sorry, first five overs in the uh, Giants and the uh, Mets game. That one cashed, and then I pushed on the White Sox in the Indians game, and then I had the Luis Roberts over one and a half total bases. So pretty good start so far, but also joining us, it's not about me today. It's not about no, it's not about Dylan. We're bringing back our friend of the show. It's the Consig, the Las Vegas legend, Dave Sherpin. Sir, welcome back to the show. So happy to have you back on. Boys, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's big shoes to fill because <laughs> Mal is not here. I mean, and, and, and yeah. he, he took the day off kind of like, you know, guys used to take the day off when Randy Johnson was on the bump and, you know, they didn't want to be in there in that batter's box. And Mal took today to spend time with the kids, which I'm always in favor of. But I mean, Mal, you could have just gotten a plate appearance. I mean, I got to worry about what you're doing over there in England and whether you're getting batting appearances and whether you're playing the field. Moonoff's calling you out, whether you're actually (laughs) doing the yard work and fixing the plate around the, you know, at the field. So, Boys, I'm happy to be here. Great to meet D Rock for the first time, and and, and everybody. So and, and Noah, this is awesome. So and we get to talk baseball. What's better than that? I know, I know. There's only a few people that actually appreciate 
when baseball season comes around and I know you're number one on top of my list, uh, uh, Dave. So, uh, so happy to have you back on to the show. Uh, we're just gonna, you know, usually on our pods that we started this season, we just go through the games every single day, one to 15 or however many there are, but we're going to change it up a little bit since we do have days, uh, Dave on, we're just going to kick the tires on the season so far. We'll talk about some futures. We'll talk about some, uh, bets that he likes, whether it's futures, whether it's a uh, Cy Young Award MVP. And then, of course, I always tell Dave when he tells me that he's going to come on the show, I need a couple of stories from you. So he'll give <laughs> us a couple of stories as well. But first, I have to call out the lid that you're wearing. I know the uh, the uh, mm. listeners can't see the hat. I, I might just take a screenshot here and I'll, and I'll, uh, yeah. I'll take uh, I'll put that, that on Twitter there. I took a screenshot there, but Perfect. you have the uh, SGP lid on. How, how, how did that finally come about for you? It took a while to get there. Yes, it did. Um, so, I mean, I got to spend a lot of time recently with both Sean and Ryan. Um, we were out together at the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't get to go to God's Eye, which I'm a little disappointed at because that was on me, though. We were all so busy. I didn't go get to see the actual studio in person. But then we were together in March. They were out in Vegas, and we did a little March Madness, hanging out a little bit of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, guys, baseball season's coming up. Just give me – can you get me a lid? I'll wear it. I'll tweet it, whatever you need me to do. And I got a little package. And the kids already took the damn beanie. <laughs> They're like, Daddy, this is great. I'm like, hold on, hold on. This is my stuff. And, <laughs> you know, as you know, when you, know, you got the kids and stuff, like they just take your stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, hat tip to to both Sean and Ryan for hooking that up and, and sent me this stuff. So got to represent a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm wearing the angel pullover, which I yeah. just picked up. Um, but yeah, this this is a nice lid. It's it, pretty good. Yeah. Next time I'm in Vegas, I'm actually, if you allow me, I want, just want to come to your house and just look at your lid collection. Just look at your closet. And then I'll it's leave, a complete disarray that. right now. Sir. <laughs> it's a complete disarray. I'm trying to get it organized for baseball season. Apparently, if I don't, I might be living at the Circa. The wife has had enough of my shit, so I got to get it together. So. <laughs> it sounds like my college dorm room. Exactly. This is, <laughs> but it, no one. This looks like my college dorm room did. Only I'm 51 and not in college anymore. She's not having it. So <laughs> she said, "Pick your shit up and get it organized." I'm, I'm working on it best I can. We're gonna have to get one of those organizers out there for you. But uh, speaking of Circa, they're also friends of the show. Derek Stevens often calls into Sean and Ryan and uh, Dylan. You have the uh, the Circa sports hat there on my man. Good. Yeah, I uh, saw Consig uh, rock a fresh lid that he always says, and I saw it on Twitter. I said, hey, Consig, I need one of those. He mentioned Jeffrey. He reached out to me. Within a week, I had this fresh hat on, and, hey, I'm rocking it now. I knew Consig was coming on. Well, since everybody else is wearing a lid, I have my SGP lid on here, so I'm just going to put that on with there you guys. There you go. I'll have to put it under my uh, you put, under my put, headphones here. Take but, the uh, headphones off. Yeah, let me, let me, let me rearrange a little bit here. Y'all put some, like, background music. Yeah, please. It's, I mean, it's it's crazy. I didn't get an SGP one, but I got a circle one yet. And I've been working here for a few months now. I got to talk to Ryan and Sean. Yeah, yeah. Send them a DM. They'll, 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 get, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll send you a lid. Yeah, they'll hook it up. They're, they're, they're very generous with their uh, pockets and their, uh, and their hearts. So, <laughs> um, could say, uh, look, baseball season, it almost looked like we weren't going to get a season. Uh, they, they got the CBA done. Malcolm and I were going back and forth. He put the screenshots on Twitter. I, I'm pretty sure you saw them about how we were feeling if this deal was going to get done. But 
what were your kind of thoughts before the CB actually get was going to get done or if it was going to get done? What, what were you feeling? It's crazy because now that I'm actually like doing content with MLB Network, you kind of have a little bit of an inside source, but it yeah. was so on hold. And the feeling was so negative that I was really starting to get discouraged. Like, man, oh, man, what are we going to talk about all summer? Like, you can only talk about the NBA playoffs so long, although they are good and they're going to get better. Um, the NHL is, is I absolutely love and adore, and that's going to get good, and those playoffs are going to be wide open, um, and that'll be good. But the daily grind of baseball and just oh, yeah. the sport itself, there's nothing like it is awesome. So I was actually pretty bummed out. I'm like, in as we were doing March, and I was so focused on college basketball, I was already planning to go to Arizona and go. I used to go when I lived there, especially I used to go to 15 to 20 spring training games every year yeah. and just watch and see. And, you know, you get a better sense of things from a handicapping perspective as a fan when you see it in person and you know what you're looking for. So, I mean, I go watch bullpen sessions. I would watch the off field practices because I'm sick like that, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to not have that, you know, as you get older and you get things, we tell the kids when we coach them, like I coach my daughter's softball teams and stuff. Yeah. When you take away something that you really love and that you really care about and you realize how much you miss it, when it comes back, it's even better, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and that's the way I felt about when baseball was decided we were going to have baseball. I, I, Munoff, I was probably more excited than I've been in years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When me and uh, Mal finally found out, okay, this deal's getting done, we were like, we actually stayed up. Well, I was staying up to like past midnight where they were having those late meetings, just like kept on refreshing. I think a lot of baseball fans were doing that. But yep. um, eventually they got the deal done. We're here. We're about what, week two, week three into the yep. uh, MLB season. Um, Noah Dylan, I know I didn't get you guys thoughts quickly. I know you guys came on, uh, when the season was actually decided, but Noah, start with you, man. TBA looked like it was kind of, you know, herky jerky, but, uh, what were you, what were you kind of feeling when you, maybe there's a sense that it wasn't going to get done. Yeah. So for me personally, uh, Colby and I started the college baseball experience. So yeah. we were, I was kind of like joking around taking pot shots at the MLB because personally I felt a, a few of these arguments that they were having. Um, one of them was the uh, player pool uh, when it comes to money with the young players. I just felt it was a really bad time to kind of bring it up. I know the CBA had expired, but I felt like just coming out of COVID the owners actually had a little bit of a point that they were making that, you know, the money, the revenue from the seasons in uh, the past after COVID weren't as high as the prior seasons before COVID. So it was just kind of, a, um, I, I normally side with the players, but I could feel the resignation from the owners as well and understand their point of view. Yeah. It kind of went both ways about some of the stuff that they were dealing with, but Dylan, same question to you, man. I know, uh, we brought you on during the season. We really didn't get to discuss your thoughts on the CBA, but you know, what, what were your kind of your thoughts if that it wasn't going to get done? Yeah, honestly, I was on the side of the players. I just thought the money that they were asking, and especially for the farm system and going up, I didn't think it, they were asking for extraordinary amount of number. I, di I didn't think it was that bad off. And the amount of time that it took for Manafred and all these people to get a deal done was. I feel like us four, we get it in a room and we could go and get a deal done within a couple hours. But 
I, I don't know. And, and for him, when he announced the extension of the lockout with that smile on his face, oh, oh, yeah. oh I'm, it made me disgusted. Yeah. So, I, but I am glad they got the deal done. And, hey, we're off to a great start of baseball. Dave, I want to get your thoughts on Rob Manfred because I'm certainly not a fan of him. A lot of the players, or majority of the players aren't, but what do you feel about the guy? I want to get your thoughts on this. It's a hard job. It really it's a is. really hard yeah. job, you know, and everyone knows you, you're placating to 30 of the most wealthy people in America, the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't envy it. I don't want that job ever. Although I, if I did have that job, I would probably be okay with making a couple changes like for the game. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I haven't met him personally. So I, I reserve judgment to, you know, may, say whether I like him or not, because at some point I might meet him. Like I might end up doing a show with him and stuff. So yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. I just, I know how hard that job is. Like yeah. I've seen, I've been at those places. Like I'm going to be at the draft. They're going to boo the hell out of Roger Goodell. Yeah. yeah. Who am I to say whether he's a jerk or not? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So you're right. I don't if, know. That, that's the way in, I look at it. If you were in position of that job, would you call the commissioner's trophy a hunk of metal? <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Absolutely not. Like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of guys in those positions, like, they don't understand what's the word tone deaf like, <laughs> you say things and you go, well, uh, it's the game. Like people love this stuff and you're calling it a hunk of metal. Yeah. I mean, eh, you don't even know, like somebody's supposed to tap him in the ear or say something in his ear. Like, Hey man, you should probably not say that. <laughs> Nobody does when you're the commissioner. That's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> Yeah, you're right, Dave. I, I like having that job is as commissioner of any major league. I think uh, sports, it's difficult. It's probably one of the more difficult, yeah, most difficult jobs. I mean, you have to find a median between satisfying the owners and, and the players and the fans. That's impossible to do, right? And I, and I think oh. that it, it, it's tough, but here we are. We got the CBA done. We're here. We have by what, 12, 13 games in and Kind of wanted to get into the season. I know Mal and I did the division previews and teams mm-hmm. that we liked coming into the season. Dave, I kind of want to get your thoughts. We can probably just go by league. I'll start with the American League. Um, mm-hmm. Two, three teams that you kind of want to throw out there that, you know, are your high on this year or can make a run, you know, through the playoffs and get to the World Series. You know, what are your kind of teams or tools, two, three teams that you were looking at? Well, I know just, I mean, I talked to so many people about so many different things. And like a couple of the guys that I talked to, one of them was Noah's Detroit Tigers. Like there was a lot of steam on that over. Like they are perceived to be by a lot of guys' opinion that I respect the second best team in that division. And arguably, you know, could, if the White Sox run into some injuries, like challenge to win that division. Like. I was on Minnesota last year. Obviously, that went very bad. I thought Minnesota would be better this year as well. Well, still, I mean, it's still very early. Can't make any snap judgments. Them going to get Correa was like, whoa, they're actually going to try to win this year. Okay. Um, So that that division, those couple teams there in the American League. um, I mean, the American League West became very interesting in the offseason for a number of different reasons. 
And I don't think it's so easy that it's Houston, but Houston looks really good. And Verlander has had an unbelievable start, right? Yeah. But Otani was tremendous yesterday, mm-hmm. like pitching and hitting. And he's, he's the MVP. Then you've got Seattle going to get Robbie Ray. And you're like, damn, like Seattle's right there. They overachieved last year. And then Texas goes and signs Simeon and Corey Seager. Like <laughs> they're actually trying, but they don't have any pitching. Yeah, it's it's very it's a it's a cool division to look at. And then obviously, Mal, or, I mean, moving off the the AL East is I can't figure it out. I, nobody I, can. I, I, I nobody can. Right. Like, I mean, one of my things that I say all the time is nobody knows shit. Like, yeah, if you tell me right now who's going to win that American League East, I think the four of us could come up with four different answers. I can guarantee that none of us are going to say Baltimore. That's the only thing that I know is right about that division. Well, Dylan and I and I aren't going to say the Yankees. Maybe Noah will, but I'm not going to say the Yankees. <laughs> no, the person that would say the Yankees is actually not on the pod yeah. today. So oh, Malcolm would okay. be the he he's the New York Homer. He supports I don't know both the Yankees or the Yankees and the Mets. That's an oh. all fine conversation we'll have to yeah. have to have. Do you want to tell him who he had winning the World Series? Yeah, he had the Yankees winning the World Series this year, Dave. Oh, now I need I need to get your permission. Do I need to kick him off the MLB Gambling Podcast and just have for the three of us rock it here? You might have to send him to the minors for at least a reassignment, like a, a rehab assignment, because the Yankees aren't winning the World Series. I mean, Mal, when you go back to it, they're not winning the World Series. They're, they're just not. Um, and geez, if Garrett Cole isn't Garrett Cole, oh my God, boys, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. Season wins under 91 and a half has got to be a really good bet. Yeah, and I, and I was shopping around. I think I was talking to uh, one of our producers and a co-host on the NBA Gambling Podcast, Scott. And I said, hey, one of these books still has some of these win totals up. I think Reds were one in particular. I know we'll get to the National League in a, in a second here. Their number was still posted at 71 and a half on, on a particular book. So I pounded the under at the beginning of the season, knowing that they were going to be in a fire sale. Uh, but I saw a particular book that I was still having a hanging a 71 and a half number on the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And I dropped this in our MLB uh, Slack channel as well for people to get on that under. But um, yeah, you're right. AL East, you're right. When you say nobody knows shit, I think that if you if you looked up the Tampa Bay Rays, it, you will probably see that saying right next to them. Because every year, Dave, they find a way to win 95 plus games or 100 games go on and win, win the AL East division. That That's one team I just can't figure out at all because the stats don't back it up. They just find a way. I, do you have an answer for the race? Because I don't. They're so impressive to me. Um, and then, like, I find myself trying to watch a lot of their games just to, one, learn their players, but see how they're doing it because, like, they used to drive me crazy in the risk room because they were the ones that really started the opener. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they were always ahead of what the trend was. They were actually, you know, to use a gambling term, they were the originators and yeah. then people were copying them mm-hmm. and they've had success no matter who's in the lineup. Wander is one of the coolest, best young players in baseball. He's fun to watch. He does everything. He hits, he feels, he runs. It's, it's great. But I mean, I, I look at the lines every day. I, I, I don't know half the rotation. I'm like, who's this guy? Who's yeah. this guy? And it's impressive. I don't have an answer. I really don't. 
But again, if you're asking me right now, I'd probably bet their season win total over. It's hard to make a case for the under, but I think the one team that has kind of been the big sexy pick for this division because of all the, all of the moves that they have made over the last two seasons has been the Toronto blue Jays. Yeah. The lineup, I guess I'll give it to the lineup. It's been absolutely fantastic. I still have question marks about this pitching here for, for the uh, Toronto blue Jays. Uh, What are you thinking about the blue Jays here, Dave? So love the lineup, love the energy. Um, If they stay healthy, they're going to be a very formidable opponent to pitch against. But the question is in the pitching staff. Now, Jordan Romano has been a great back end, you know, closer bullpen guy has been awesome. Yeah. Um, We'll see about the rotation. Alec Manoa has, he was great last year. And I know that I bet on him a few times and watched him and thought, Okay, and I do another podcast with a guy who's from West Virginia, Brad Howe, mm-hmm. and he watched him play in college. So I kind of had a heads up on him before the books really started to adjust. And I don't think they've adjusted yet. I think you're going to find value on Manoa's starts because it's still kind of being established. Yeah. But between him and Kikuchi, I think you have to like caution that – you know, winning the American League East odds-on favorite Tampa steam. Just wait and see here right now. They've started the season with win-loss, 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 win-loss every day for the yeah. past week, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, expect that kind of up and down. I don't think we can award them like 94 wins already. Mm-hmm. But if that lineup heats up, Moonoff, look out. They're going to hit a lot of bombs. They are. I mean, Vlad's already off to a absolutely mm. torrid start, and, and Noah is doing an absolutely fantastic job with our MLB Gambling Podcast uh, Twitter account. Um, I did pick up Alec Manoa, and I think, Noah, you can confirm me on this. I picked him up for the Cy Young uh, to win it this year. I got a price of 25 to 1, I believe. Ooh. Uh, I'll have to check my tickets. I think the latest number I saw on him was 18 to 1. Uh-huh. Coming so up. I, Garrett Cole's not winning. We can already scratch no. that off the list. <laughs> okay. um, so I think the other guys maybe that were in contention were uh, Shane Bieber, and then I think it might have been Dylan Cease as the next one uh-huh. uh, that is on the list right now. So I'm feeling pretty good about Alec Manoa at my 20, 20 to 1 or 25 to 1, one of those yeah, two. Yeah, so you, you grabbed Manoa for Cy Young at 15 to 1, and then okay. Manoa wins leader at 25 to 1. Okay, that's what it was, wins leader at 25 oh, to 1. So, okay. yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it, but um, – you have any other teams maybe in the American League that outside of you know AL East that maybe keep an eye on here? I know the big sexy pick this year for me, at least in the AL West division, you touched on it between me and Dylan, has been the Seattle Mariners, like you mentioned with yeah. Robbie Ray. But any other teams that you think that can make a run here? I know it's early, but maybe a couple other teams. Um, I don't know. Like when when I look at it, I don't think so. That's okay. the thing. I, I I don't think there's anyone else that I'd really be interested in. I, the Angels are going to go crazy. What do you got? What I like Noah. Got? Noah always puts his hand up when he has something. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, let, I let you finish, and then I, I just have a That's question. That's good. So, what do you got? What do you got, Noah? The one team that I can't figure out right now is the Guardians. Now, their lineup seems to be hitting really well, and they have the pitching to get the job done. What do you think about them? I think – their preseason expectations were so bad. Yes. That it tainted my thought process with them. 
because I thought I didn't think there was any chance in hell that they were going to sign Ramirez. Like I yeah. thought he was going to yeah. be the trade deadline send off to them mm-hmm. because that's, I mean, you're in Pittsburgh now <laughs> and you understand with the pirates, I've lived this life for a long time. They, tr- they get a guy that's good and trade them away. Yeah. Pirates and tigers. <laughs> exactly. For years, you've been, we've been living the same life. This yeah. guy D rock with the Mets. I mean, he don't understand. They can just go buy whoever yeah. they want all the time. <laughs> like, it's one of those things. It's a so, New York thing. It is. I mean, it's fine. It's what I mean. It's a big city. That's yeah. what they do. It's, mm-hmm. it's always been that way. But the Guardians are interesting to me because I think the longer they stay around, I think their whole mentality, organizational wise, will change. And maybe they won't trade Bieber. Maybe they won't, tra- you know, they're not trading Ramirez. Now they signed him to an extension. I don't think they're trading him. I mean, he's got the no trade clause. So yeah. unless somebody really overpays, which they won't, because he's one of like the ultimate grinders. I love watching that guy play, but he's not going anywhere. I think the Indians are, there's my first, I don't know, that's my <laughs> 10th time that I've done it, and I'm going to keep doing it. Say the Indians, mean the Guardians, and then correct myself, because I still have all the Chief Wahoo stuff. I still like it, and I see all the stuff from Major League. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be better than people think, Noah. But I don't want to make that judgment too soon right now. I completely that's, agree. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with them. Yeah, we're still a little early on. In, I mean, very early on in the season right now. I mean, different things can transpire. But um, uh, Noah or Dylan, do you guys have any thoughts on uh, anything else in the American League before we shift over to the National League? I just honestly hope my uh, Mariners ticket to win the AL West cashes through. Hopefully the Astros, they continue to struggle. Hopefully uh, we probably see some positive regression from them. Hopefully we see a little uh, negative regression from Dave's angels. I I think we weren't expecting uh, Otani and Trout. Trout is still out, but if they stay healthy, I think they'll be good. And if Robbie Ray can continue to lead, I think with flexing, you got Gilbert in the rotation. I think the Mariners are going to – and they always close. They have top five bullpen. I think if their bullpen it stays healthy, they'll be right in the race down the stretch in October. No, Let me ask got, you guys I'm a sorry, question. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Have you seen uh, or, or, or made the, the snap judgment? I have done this just this past week, watching baseball and, like, looking at the numbers. Moon, if I'll ask you first, and then you can kind of direct it from there. Yeah. Has the bullpen ever been as important to a team's success as it is right now, the way baseball is being played? Uh, Yeah, I I think it is really important right now, especially early on in the season. We're already seeing, Dave, that I think Cardinals are a prime example of that, is that they're starting guys from the bullpen right now. Like Jordan Hicks is being the starting pitcher right now for the Cardinals going up against the Marlins today, right? And like you talked about with the Rays, how they are doing these opening pitchers from the bullpen and really trying to protect the arms. Because we seen it with the White Sox, like their top two pitchers, Lance Lynn, he got hurt early on. Yeah. They traded away or they lost Carlos Rodon to the Giants. So having a, a stout bullpen is really important. And I think we've we, we talked about that in the previews is the three the things that I'm kind of looking out for to back a team on the over at least is number one, pitching as is a thing for me, like pitching their starting rotation to their bullpen. And I think that when you're betting on some of these games, and we've talked about it, 
it's a great divide between betting a first five inning money line and not trusting the bullpen versus trusting a bullpen and going full game. And those are kind of my thoughts, at least for the bullpen. But uh, Dylan, let me start with you on, on Dave's question. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, especially now that they've reverted back to doubleheader nine innings, you're going to need the bullpen much longer. So, for example, like if you have a deep bullpen like the Braves, the Brewers with William Sutter, Broxberger, you have the closer Josh Hader. I think those guys, if they're able to go two, three innings per game, I think you'll be have amazing success down the road, and especially if you could get five, six innings from your starters. Noah? Uh, personally, me, I, I am a pitcher in college. And for me, it's tough because, like, I want to root for a star, like a starting pitcher that can go seven, eight innings every day for you. But I can also respect that these bullpens, they have a lot of these leverage guys nowadays. And you look at the Rays bullpen, and a, a normal baseball fan struggles to name two, three arms in that pen. Uh, you, you mentioned, like, Kittredge, Fire Eisen, Fleming, um, Rasmussen, out of that pen. And half the people just don't know how these guys can come in and just understand their role of getting three outs and um, just – the rule, I think, that where you needed to face three batters has affected how crazy it was, but it's still being used in new ways now today. I really, I'm really uh, fascinated by it. Yeah, we've seen time and time again, and if you took on gambling Twitter, that people get so upset when the bullpen blows it for their for their bets that they have put in. But I, yeah, I think you pose a great question there, Dave, about bullpens. And you know, a lot of times I've really, especially this season, it's early on, I've been really looking at first five. Uh, you know, whether it's a total, whether it's team totals, whether it's a money line bet or run line bet, to kind of really focus on those first five. If I don't trust the bullpen, and I think that. Um, yeah, it's it's a great important piece to have, especially when you go down the load and you're you're in contention for a division, but also then in the playoffs where where it really matters. Well, I'm starting to really look at a lot of in-game stuff when I'm you know between being on the air on Sports Grid every day and Sirius mm -hmm. XM in the afternoon, seven o'clock Eastern PM. So I'm watching the games and I'm watching the lines, and all I'm looking at is who has the best bullpens, where yeah. I can bet the no. On will there be a run, not just in the first inning. This nerfy yurfy thing is taking the complete – it's out of control on gambling Twitter whether people bet this first inning or not. Yeah. And it's so random. I really think it's – a lot of times it's a coin flip. But if you give me the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning with a really strong bullpen, I don't even have to know the guys, but if I know that like Seattle's bullpen, the bridge from the starters to the, to the closers, really good. The race is really good. I'm putting myself in opportunities to make wagers on, on this stuff in game. Don't have to be for a lot of money, but yeah. I like winning more than I like losing. And so you just do it quantity wise. I just see the game because it's, it does feel like, I mean, until the shift is done, which again is not this year, it's next year. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of three outcomes. It's home run strikeout or walk. Yeah. Like nobody hits for average anymore. Do you guys know how many people hit for like 300 averages anymore? It's less than 10 in yeah. baseball. I can't you count it on your fingers. It's right. I, when did that happen? Like the game has changed so much and I think it's going to come back. I don't know how exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do these pitch clocks and all this other stuff. Eh, we'll see how that goes. But right now, 
I'm trying to establish who's got the best bullpens as a team. Mm-hmm. And those are the teams I'm looking to back on a daily basis. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into some National League talk and then we'll carry the conversation off from there. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bit bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer some to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's that time, the NBA playoffs, and SGPN is offering NBA playoffs bracket challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. You always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and million social issues and the expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, it's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break, let's shift gears over to the National League. Dave, I'll pose the same question as American League. We just talked about some bullpens. I think the Brewers are at the top of that list for sure, uh, like Dylan mentioned. Uh, but uh, teams that you're kind of looking at in the National League, obviously the Dodgers yep. with their video game lineup that they have out there. They've off to a great start here, but a uh, couple of national teams that, uh, teams that you're looking at. So everybody's talking about the Dodgers on all these other shows and stuff too, so we're not going to talk about the Dodgers. We don't oh. need to do that right <laughs> now. But we do need to, I think, address the Colorado Rockies. In yes. the National League West. I mean, like another team that was mentioned to me to bet the season went over and so far has lived up to the billing. I mean, um, can't say I'm totally surprised. You know, Chris Bryant went there. Um, CJ Cron is, is a major league hitter. They got a they yeah. got a pretty good lineup, but the pitching is what has surprised me a little bit. Um, and it's you know, Kyle Freeland. They've lived up to at least they've had a good start. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And I think they're going to challenge San Diego for second place in that division. Um, but San Francisco's not going anywhere either. Like this is a really good division in baseball. The Diamondbacks are one of the worst teams in, in baseball. To worry about them. They can't hit. 
They don't pitch. They're they're a complete go against. And I think we saw it last year. The prices are going to get to that absurd level very quickly there. Mm -hmm. NL Central for me is between two teams, the Brewers, like you mentioned, the bullpen, um, the starting staff. I would argue as good as anybody in the National League. Sure. The best lineup, though, I think in the division is in the St. Louis Cardinals. I, yeah. I mean, I think they have the best hitting corner guys. The whole the whole lineup, Tyler O'Neill, shot on him to uh, maybe win a home run title, things yeah. like that. I mean, they can they can hit, and their pitching staff is old, but their bullpen has been much better than expected so far. So keep an eye on them. Cubs under. Reds under Reds. I agree with you. One of the worst teams in baseball. I don't know what they're going to do. Fire sale. I don't know. Follow Joey uh, Votto on Twitter, though. He's an unbelievable <laughs> follow. It's yeah. hilarious what he's doing. I think the guy's awesome. Um, and then there's my Pirates, who I think would be. I, I mean, I told everybody they're going to win more than 64 and a half games before the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe a challenge. Maybe not. I just want to see him close to 500 again so I can continue to be a fan because I really like the Pirates from 1979 and all that stuff back in the day when they won the World Series last. I was a little kid, but I remember it like it was yesterday. So I want them to be good. And then you got the NL East, which is just like a story, just like the AL East. I mean, it is really hard. It's a really good division. Um, I became a fan of the Phillies um, by default because it's the same state and the Phillies were actually good and the Pirates haven't been. Um you know, and then we got to meet a couple people in town that like know a lot of the kids that are playing in Major League Baseball from Vegas. So I worked in a book with a guy. His name is Brennan Stott. His brother is Bryson Stott, the the shortstop of you know the he got drafted by the Phillies. He's yeah. playing middle infield. Watched him play at UNLV when he was in college. Went to Reading last year and watched him play in Reading. And now he's in the major league. So I mean, like that one's a little close to my heart. Um, the Braves can't get away from them. The Marlins were a really sharp, wise guy play over because yeah. of the pitching staff will yet to be determined there. Cause I don't think they can hit very well. Mm-hmm. Washington stinks. And then, you know, we got D rock rocking this, this Mets Jersey. I've never had any Mets gear in my life. And now I do. I actually have a black Mets Jersey has made the rotation and the old school Mets logo. I think the Mets are really good. I yeah. do. I, it's pitching, pitching, pitching. I'm not sold on that lineup. But if Maxie's going to pitch like he's going to pitch and stay healthy, man, this lineup, the, 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 the pitching staff's going to be really good. And they don't even have the kid. I mean, if the yeah. Grom, who knows? It's, it's With him lurking of coming back healthy. Oh, my God. Oh, see, see, this is what they're doing in New York. Forget the Yankees. Everybody's a Mets fan now. There's a we're on the back of the page. We're on the front. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the Mets now picked up what their 11th win of the season today. They're 11 and four right now in that NL East division. Um, I think the key for me, and we talked about this, and I'll kind of go back to the teams that you did discover since we're on the Mets is, the one guy, maybe maybe even dark horse to win the MVP is going to be Francisco Lindor because yep. he's gotten off to a great start. And Dylan, you can uh, you can uh, expand on this, but I'm a fan of his. I picked up a ticket for him a couple of days ago. Maybe it was kind of in a transition year when they made the trade for him from the Guardians over to the Mets. Last season was not great for him, but this season 
off to a pretty great start so far. But Dylan, this is your Mets team. 11 and four as of this afternoon, they get the victory over the, um, who they play the Giants today. Giants again. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yep. Oh, I'm feeling on top of the moon, but you can't get too high with the Mets because the Mets are going to met. And yes. down the road, we, we don't have DeGrom yet, but like you said, Francisco Lindor, he, he's turned a blind eye to last year. He had a home run today in the DH spot. He has four home runs. Uh, I thought Starling Marte was an amazing addition. Escobar, he's picking up hitting-wise. So every – even uh, Cannon, uh, he's hitting well from the athletics. So I think all the guys that we got, Brandon Nimmo coming back, Polar Bear on the road hitting home runs. Yeah. I think if we could stay healthy in our pitching rotation, I think was a sneaky good uh, addition getting Chris Bassett. He oh, yes. plugged him right in there. I think he's fantastic. He had a little slip up yesterday. But overall, I'm high on them. Can't get too high because then the Mets are going to regress and then we'll all be disappointed. No, this pitching rotation, I mean, when and if they do DeGrom back, you have Scherzer. Uh, like you say, Chris Bassett has looked really good except for his last start, which it's going to happen to starters throughout the year. You're going to have that one or two, a couple of bad starts. But Carlos Carrasco has looked good. The Cookie has looked yeah. good too today. I mean, he had a great performance today. Uh, against the Giants. So that's four quality pitchers and their opening day starter, Tyler McGill. He's absolutely been amazing as well. So I think that last season, the problem was with this lineup and Dave, I think you're right. I need to see it from this lineup before we can buy into this team. But so far um, the numbers haven't updated in front of me, but 67 runs uh, through 14 games. They have a plus 30 differential. Um, they're turning in the right direction, at least through the first 15, 16 games here. But one one move that kind of came out of left field for me is a team that you had touched on. What's the Colorado Rockies? If you had to bet where Chris Bryant was going to end up, he would have been at the bottom of the list. That team would have been at the bottom of the list for me. But Dave, when you heard about that news, what were you kind of thinking about Chris Bryant's seven-year deal there? It's so funny because I remember the day it happened and somebody sent me a text and said, do you believe Bryant went to Colorado? And I was like, no, he must have got a gigantic amount of money because yeah. he doesn't need to win now. Like he's, this is his big contract. So mm -hmm. I, I get when a guy takes the money and then they'll figure it out, you yeah. know? Okay. Um, didn't see it coming. Didn't <laughs> see it coming. I'm not going to lie. Didn't see him going there. Didn't see this start. Um, I'm just, I'm really impressed. But again, they were one of the best teams in baseball last year at home. Yeah. They had a drastic home road split. Drastic. Mm -hmm. And now, if they have the pitching to go with the home field advantage and can win a lot of those games where they're in it, they were just a home series against the Phillies. They were dogs every day. I yeah. think they took three or four. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like the market doesn't adjust to this quickly enough. And like I saw this into August last year mm -hmm. where they were playing teams that were perceived to be better or maybe had slightly better record would go in there and be minus 140. Made no sense. <laughs> Noah's got his hand up. Noah, go ahead. I call on Noah or do I got to wait on Moonoff to do oh, it? Oh, go ahead. So one of my 
uh, I guess, takes before the season. I thought with the whole black guy that the lockout had created on the league, I thought maybe we see more juiced balls this year. It's actually been the complete opposite. There's some stats out there that have shown that hitting is actually at an all-time low. Home run rate, all-time low. Is there something in Coors Field that maybe even has a bigger advantage this year than typical years? I absolutely think so. I absolutely think so. I mean, and again, see, I mean, like, that's why I love talking to, like, baseball guys about this. There's definitely something up with the ball, right? Like, there's something going on. And last year, it was the sticky stuff and then not the sticky stuff, and they used that, and then they changed the ball, and the ball started flying. Is this going to happen again, boys? Like, are we going to see an offensive explosion come Memorial Day? (laughs) I think so. Again, I I think that right now – we're looking across the country, especially in the East Coast, and we've talked about this a lot on the MLB Gambling Podcast, has been obviously the temperatures and the wind that are blowing either in or out, right? I think that makes a huge difference on totals, and that's something that we wanted to incorporate into our handicapping when we're talking about our picks every single day. And, and you know, we talk about it in our Slack channel, and we have and the first thing I really look at when I'm betting on, if I'm betting on totals, and the Swish Analytics does a great job of this, They'll show you the weather reports on whether the wind's blowing in, whether it's blowing out, and they actually break down all the numbers for you as well. So um, I think that's a big factor. But going back to Coors Field, it's if you're betting in under, under, you better do it with your nose kind of pinched there. But um, the one win that did come, unfortunately or fortunately, for if you're a Colorado's backer, has been uh, the uh, Sean was out there actually for that Phillies game yesterday yeah. where they actually won. They took that one game out of the four. So um, because they knew Sean was coming to Coors field, uh, they got that one victory there for Sean there. I think it was like what nine, six victory there for the Phillies. So uh, they saved that victory there for, uh, for Sean, but no, yeah, go ahead. I, I think another big part about the Rockies and their success this year is Daniel Bard's kind of back in form too. He has like five saves already for them. That's yes. a huge piece in their bullpen for them. Dylan, you have something to say? Yeah, I was just going to uh, ask a little off topic, but it still had to do with the Rockies. So Dave, you probably already heard uh, our boy, Charlie Blackman from the Rockies. He signed this deal with a sports book, Maxim Bet USA. I mean, he's the first ever active MLB player to be endorsed by a sportsbook. Now, players, they're still prohibited from betting at sportsbook, but they could be endorsed. You're out in Vegas. How the hell does this make any sense? And do you, do you think pro athletes should be able to bet on their team? It says so. I mean, this goes back to when I was an intern at KDK in Pittsburgh. Right on the wall, when you walk in, it says no gambling like in the major league clubhouse, it says it clear as day. First thing you see when you walk in and it's everywhere, the players can't use the apps. You can't, it makes zero sense. D rock that an active player can be a spokesperson for a sports book in the major league <laughs> baseball. It's completely yeah. hypocritical. And now everybody's in bed with the gambling. So it's, it made me feel uneasy when I saw the news. Like, what is he going to say? I can't do it, and I certainly can't bet on it, but you should download the Maxim Bet USA app and bet on stuff because they tell me it's good. Now, where's my check? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. And I love Charlie Blackman. I'm in favor yeah. of the players getting everything they can get. But this is tone deaf. You want to talk about tone deaf? 
<laughs> Somebody's supposed to say, listen, get them a deal with the car dealership. Get them a deal with the local pizza place. You don't need a deal with everybody. You don't need a deal with the sports books. So it's uncomfortable. And when I listened to, I, I tweeted it last week. I mean, he went on sports center on opening day. Uh, Manfred didn't talked about the future of baseball fan engagement is through sports wagering and in-game wagering in particular. And I'm thinking, you know what would really grow interest? Play more doubleheaders, lower the price of the tickets, let kids go to games, and make it entertaining. And that doesn't mean the game itself. Make the whole experience entertaining. Because once you go or you play at all, baseball's awesome. And be engaged in the game. And then people that are going to bet are going to find it anyway. It's not going to grow because of the betting. The betting is an enhancement. It's not the source. And as soon as sports realizes that and quits selling us all this bullshit and letting active players be spokespersons for the, for the books, they're going to be a book in Wrigley field. Wrigley field is one of the oldest ballparks in the country, you're going to have a book in the ballpark. Whereas three years ago, they said that gambling was the worst thing in the world for the game. <laughs> you're all full of shit. Like yeah. it's just, it's, it, that's the frustrating part for me only because I've been in a book so long and taking the bets and, and all these things. It's, it's an accessory, not the be all end all. And it's it, that, that D rock is where, where I draw the line. Like, listen, Somebody got to tell Charlie it's not a good deal. Yeah, I agree. I so, think it's yeah. No, what are you gonna say? No, no, go, go, go. No, I just think it's very. I think you hit it on the head. It's very hypocritical. How do you? What What does he say? It's like do as I say, not as I do. And it's you. Will you honestly expect people to go and download the Maxim Bet USA app? I, I just don't uh, understand. It, yeah. it it draws a lot of confusion for me. So no. So when you say there's going to be a sports book in Wrigley, are you kind of talking about how like at a horse track, there's uh, just a counter that fans can walk up to and say, Hey, I want this guy to get a hit for me today. I've seen the plans. They're going to build an actual sports book with a counter and it's, they're calling it a sports book lounge where stand up tables, counter space, and screens to hang out to go watch and sign up for apps, obviously. Um, and it's prime real estate because how many people go through the, the turnstiles at Wrigley Field? So there's going to be a book in the ballpark. The one in Bank One Ballpark or whatever they call the one in Arizona now is going to be spectacular. I've seen these plans in the artist renderings. Amazing. But I don't know who's going to be hanging out in there. Like you want them to go watch the game. Like no. I don't want to go to the ballpark and sit in a book. I could do that anywhere. I want to go to the game. So I don't know. They're spending a lot of money on it, boys. Like they're spending a lot of money to get that real estate to look a certain way. And for me, it's a dog and pony show for the executives. Cause if the Cubs get good, it's it's DraftKings. I think DraftKings executives are going to fly people in and say, Hey, come hang out at our sports book in Wrigley for an inning or two. In addition to, we'll get you box seats or we'll get you, 
you know, a, a luxury box and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So they're using it like that, but they're selling it to the game and into the leagues like, Oh man, you can't wait until you see how many people are engaged with your games. Now your ratings are going to go up and we're going to all make so much money from the gambling because nobody wins and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know how they're selling it. I want to be in one of the sales meetings, boys. That's all I want to be. I want to be in the, I want to be in the sales meeting. This may open up a whole nother can of worms, but are you in favor of the athletics going to Las Vegas? That was going to be my next question. Uh, yeah. so, so let me preface by saying this. So we, we, we've seen we, we've seen the attendance numbers, and I think it's oh. really been from what I'm reading yeah. is that the, the fans are really boycotting the team. And, and last season, we had another friend of the show, Minty, on, on the show, and she said that there were executive fi- or the front office and president and owner flying down to Vegas and looking at sites and things like that. And and I, I think the latest tweet I saw, or a couple of days ago, I saw, I think the president or, or one of the front office gentlemen for the Oakland A's was in town again on Vegas and looking at a couple more sites. Dave, you're you're right down there. You have an ear on the ground. Yep. What have you kind of heard about the A's possibly moving over to Vegas? Um, it's really, it's, I mean, the talks have heated up. And in years past, people used, cities used Vegas as leverage. We're going to move to Vegas if you don't do this. And most of the time, they did whatever they needed to do to stay where they were. Mm-hmm. And then pass for pass. And we're like, Hey, we can have a hockey team. Wait, we can't. Yeah. So they started a hockey team expansion wise. That's one thing. When the Raiders moved from Oakland, the shit became real. Yeah. Like, because they tried and they used the leverage. And then they said the deal they got. I mean, I love the Pittsburgh Steelers and they're in an institution. If the Steelers would have gotten the deal that the Raiders got, they might have moved too, and they don't need to. Like it was so over the top the deal they got. So now it's a real threat. They had thirty seven hundred people at the game yesterday, or two days ago in Oakland. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday it was twenty seven. Yeah, under three thousand people. The Aviators, the AAA team for the A's, <laughs> is here in town has one of the best AAA stadiums I've ever seen, had 8,500 people there last night. And it was windy, and it's, it's the winds have been absurd here. I can't even go outside. My allergies are killing me. <laughs> so do I think that the A's would move to Vegas? I don't think so, only because baseball is a different beast. It's 81 games at home. Yeah, You're going to have to build a dome stadium. You cannot sit outside here and expect people to come in the summer and play games in July and August, especially even June. It'll be unbearable. So it's it's close to Arizona. Similar type environment doesn't get as hot, but they couldn't play the games outside there. They couldn't play the games outside here. Um, Selfishly, it'd be great to have a major league baseball team here because I would definitely try to be a part of it and go and support it and all that other stuff. But I think right now, I don't think the timing's right. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen. They're trying to push here, boys, is the NBA. The, the NBA is next, and it, the NBA might be it. It might be a three-team city rather than four. So I was reading um, that they are creating a, what, <clears throat> two or $3 billion sports arena <laughs> That has a one billion dollar basketball facility. Uh, have you 
seen the drawings or anything about that one, Dave. It's down on the way between the south end of the strip and the south point. It's a perfect spot because it's not near the other stuff, which, by the way, has caused a traffic congestion. The driving down there, the next time you guys are in town, you won't like it because I don't like it. I'm glad I don't have to do it every day. Yeah. But that facility, Munoff, if Uh that's built, will be a game changer. That will, because it's off the strip. It won't rely on strip traffic and the strip to sell it. That'll feel like more local like as well as for out of towners. You don't have to do any of the strip to get to and from it. It'll be different. Mm -hmm. It'll be a monster if it happens. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw the, the initial, like the graphics and the the, the design of what they want to kind of do. And, and, and I've seen that over the last couple of days here, Adam Silver, not Adam Silver, but there's been rumblings that the there's going to be a group that's going to want to bid for a team to come over to Vegas. And I think the other city was Nashville for the NBA that, that wanted a two more teams to be expanded to 32 team league now. So you already have the WNBA, you have the NHL, uh, you have NFL, the king of the land. Now, if you add a W or a NBA team, look, if uh, my Rockets don't turn around here pretty soon, <laughs> I might just have to become a, a, a take them on as a, as a a fan of a second team here. But uh, um, definitely, it's exciting to be, I guess, part of the Vegas scene like you are there because there's so much always happening. I saw you tweet this out was it yesterday that Vegas is a sports town. It is. I know. I know. We talk about the betting, but you have the sports teams now and. It's a sports town if people like it or not. But, you know, I mean, when you have the Raiders, the Knights, the Aces there, and then you talked about the AAA team of the Oakland A's there now, I'm sure it's exciting times to be a Vegas and a sports fan. It's changed so much because it was never like that. And the sense of community that a successful sports team brings to a city, I knew this coming from Pittsburgh and other people that moved here from different places knew Mm -hmm. that as well. Yeah. But Vegas never knew that other than UNLV from back in the day. Right. I mean, that was, you know, they were the best college basketball team for a couple of years and everybody knew it, but now to have it and have it so accessible. I mean, the NCAA tournament had six postseason tournaments here and I took the kids and went, it was a lot of fun. There's a minor league team that they just built an arena for, uh, for hockey, mm-hmm. you know, the Knights, Henderson, Silver Knights. And I took the kids there to see a, a basketball game. It's a first class facility. It's beautiful. And it's in a neighborhood in Henderson. Like it's right off of the freeway, good access. So as a sports fan and as someone who has kids who lived here, now they have something that they call their own. I mean, we're all Knights fans. I mean, although I'm a Penguin fan by heart yeah we're all knights fans because we we can go to the game and you can share it with each other so i think it transcends generations too it's it's a lot of fun yeah 100 definitely exciting times we'll talk a little bit more about vegas but we are a gambling show we like giving out picks so what we're gonna do let's take one more big break here we'll dive into a couple of games that are happening on the friday schedule tomorrow we'll handicap those a little bit We'll get some more more stories from Dave, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show because Dave is a very busy man. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now 
you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the number of then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that the only they are the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with one tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPMLB. And Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPMLB when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Crossword brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovers athletic greens. Has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's right, over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is, see, is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Browser brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? 
Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build a breast strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America market boards, America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, we'll go through about four games here rather quickly. Um, Dylan and Noah, as usual, help me out with the handicap, what they got, and we'll give Dave's, Dave's thoughts as well. Um, first game I kind of want to talk about here, guys, was going to be the Brewers and the Phillies. Brewers are going into Philadelphia tomorrow to take on the Phillies. Current probable pitchers I'm seeing right now, Freddie Peralta for the Brewers, Ranger Suarez, for uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. I'll start with the Brewers here and Freddie Peralta. He's gotten off to a uh, a very slow start here. I mean, compared to what he was doing last season for the Brewers, the first two starts, he's given up three or more earned runs. Hasn't made it past the fourth inning. Um, first start against the Cubs, he went four innings, gave up three earned runs. Last start against the Cardinals at home, only went three innings, gave up six earned runs off of seven hits. And Ranger Suarez as well. Struggling out of the gate here uh, in his first two starts. He's made it only to uh, only two starts, but one game he made it to five innings, gave up at least two earned runs in both of his starts here so far. Um, Dylan, let me start with your, you here, my man. Uh, what do you have for this game between the Brewers and the Phillies? Uh, yeah, I actually like Ranger Suarez in this spot. I, I'm seeing the Phillies. They opened up a minus 120 favorite right now. I'm seeing uh, Freddie Peralta. He's not off to a bad start. He's been just getting smacked around a little bit, walking batters, which is not good. Uh, I don't trust him on the road. And let's hope for the Phillies that their bats woke up a little bit. A nice win yesterday against the Rockies. They're fourth in the league in batting average, the Phillies. So, But when they turn it to the bullpen, you just got to close your eyes, cross your fingers, and hope they can get a save. So I think I'll take the Phillies' first five. No lines are posted yet, but I think I'll be on the Phillies in some way or form. Noah, what do you got for this game? So, personally, I don't know where I should fall on this one because this is the Phillies' first game outside of Coors. They were, they just spent a midweek series in Coors Field, and the pitcher's ball flights do not move uh, laterally as much as they do outside of the high elevation area. So, for me, all of the PVB um, and uh, – 
I, this is typically like my role of the show. I'll be given like player stats and prop bets that you could take for like total bases or hits and also just DFS stuff. So for me, I found recent Reese Hoskins. He's batting 600 off of Peralta three for five, two singles and a home run Castellanos batting 539 off of Peralta seven for 13, two singles, four doubles and a homer. Kyle Schwarber, he's heating up as he was in Coors, batting 333, two for six, a double, and a bomb off of Peralta. Bryce Harper, uh, he's batting 286, two for seven, two home runs, but those other five at bats ended in strikeouts. And then one guy just to play, uh, and if you're going to stack this Phillies lineup, is Alec Bohm. When he's in the lineup in 2022, he's been raking, batting 476, 10 for 21, two doubles, and a bomb. And then just a quick look into the Brewers' offense, not one hitter is batting over 270. So this is a strict stay away from the offense for me. Dave, what are you liking for this game? Guys just made a great argument for the Phillies. I like the Brewers. I don't, <laughs> I just thought I, when I first number came into my head was pick them. And I saw, uh, you know, I did what D rock did. I went and looked at an advanced line and minus 120, minus 125. I just would take the plus. I mean, it's simple. All my handicapping in, in April is, uh, you know, I do my own numbers still every day. Mm-hmm. And when it varies a little bit or I can get a plus when I think it should be a minus, probably that's the side for me. That's the only reason. I mean, if they can't hit Suarez, uh, that's that's good information. I might uh, I might wait until tomorrow to see what the, the actual line closes. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards the Brewers here as well. Uh, I think Noah made a good point about you know them coming back that midweek series in altitude. I know they had a day off today, but I think that you know maybe the bats did wake up here a little bit. But I think Peralta maybe can find his form here a little bit. Um, so I'll, I'll lean with the Brewers here as well uh, for this game. Um, one more, a couple more games I did want to touch on here. Uh, AL East, uh, yeah, yeah, AL East game here between the Red Sox. And the uh, Tampa Bay Rays starting pitchers probable right now for the Red Sox going to be Michael Walker, and for the um, for the Rays here, I'm sorry, Corey, Corey Kluber is going to be on the mound for him. They're pretty uh, Kluber's off to a pretty good start here for the uh, yeah. Rays. I'm just waiting for him to kind of throw that no hitter this season and kind of fall <laughs> off the face of the planet like he did last year. But Dylan, let me start with you on this one. Uh, Red Sox, who are just wrapped up their game with the Blue Jays, lost three to two, now traveling to Tampa Bay. What are you liking for this game? Yeah, Boston, they've been kind of up and down this season. I feel like it's hard to get a really good gauge with them. We talked about the whole AL East is kind of a coin flip right now. And I feel like the Rays are kind of getting their groove back together. They were battle tested on the road, but they won their last two. Now they're coming home. Like you mentioned, Moonoff, Corey Kluber, he's actually off to a pretty decent start. He's only given up two runs. He does have to keep his walks down. And I think if he can maintain batters two through four, you got Devers, Bogarts, and actually Verdugo's having a good season. I think if he gets through them, they'll have a good outing. So I'll take a chance. I'll, I'll take the Rays in the spot. Noah? Yeah, for the last game, I didn't mention my pick. My pick was the Brewers to win the game. Uh, this one, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well. Uh, Manuel Margo, he's having a great 2022 so far. He's batting 314, 11 for 35, 10 singles and a double. And he has good success against Waka as well. 364, 4 for 11 with three singles and a double. Travis Shaw, he's batting 294, 5 for 17, three singles and two long shots on Kluber. J.D. Martinez batting 290, 9 for 31, five singles, two doubles and two jumbo dongs. 
songs against Kluber as well. Them seeing him uh, when he was with the Yankees last year, they have pretty good stats against him. And then also good bats for the Red Sox I found in 2022. Verdugo batting 325 and 41 ABs with three Doogie Bombs. He's leading the team in RBIs with eight. Xander, Bar- Xander Bogarts is batting 318, 14 for 44. And then Raphael Devers, he's always a nice play in DFS, batting 308, 16 for 52 with two home runs and 26 total bases. Yeah, I, I like the uh, Devers number there. A little dark horse MVP ticket I, I picked out the preseason at 25 to 1. So hopefully he can keep it up. Uh, Dave, Red Sox, uh, Rays here, ALE's uh, divisional rivalry. What are you thinking here? So for the first game, I said uh, Brewers and I would lean over because um, mm-hmm. it was a plus. So I was thinking Red Sox in a situation, and then I'm listening to you two young studs, and I'm going, you know what? I think they're right. I, I like Tampa now. Um, i still leaning over, but I think if Kluber gets them through the order twice, mm-hmm. that's all he has to do, and then hand it over to the bullpen, I think Tampa's the side. And it's more as much against Walker as it is on Corey Kluber because Corey Kluber's not the Corey Kluber of old. But I like Tampa. I, I yeah, I think Dylan said it the best right now. I do watch the Red Sox games every day, or at least I, when I try to. They're just very inconsistent right now, and the bats just have not heated up as I thought they would. Um, and they're also, they're dealing with some COVID issues. So the latest news that I just saw, Alex Cora uh, tested positive for uh, COVID, so he's not traveling to Tampa this weekend. Join the uh, dark side, Moonoff. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not coming to that side yet. But um, just yeah. once, you could do it just once. <laughs> yeah, COVID. COVID is uh, kind of going through the the locker room here for or the clubhouse. I'm sorry for the Red Sox and Cora yeah. won't be there. But yeah, I think the inconsistencies right now for the Red Sox makes me lean towards the Rays here right now. Again, Kluber, like you mentioned, Dave, I think that if he's able to get through this lineup twice, hand it over to the bullpen and let them kind of take it over from there, the Rays have been really good at home so far this season. So I'd lean with the Rays here. Maybe a Rays team total over is, is maybe a look that you probably want to take a look at. Um, I, I like playing those team totals, especially those first five team uh, total overs. I just I don't trust Michael Walker at all, despite him having a pretty good start here to the season. Um, this the inconsistencies are just, and then again, we've talked about early bullpen. Does Red Sox bullpen ain't it right now? They don't have the arms as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm gonna go over to the uh, the race side here at least for this game. Uh, since we do like giving out winners here, you guys have anything else for this game before we get to the next one? All right, let's get over to the next one. We have the Red Hot Blue Jays, uh, the batting lineup, at least coming down here to Houston to take on ooh, Justin Verlander, who's off to uh, – he looks like he's off to that same Cy Young start uh, where he's won the awards. But Ross Stripling on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, for the uh, Astros, like I mentioned, Justin Verlander in the series opener here in Houston. Currently don't see a line posted up. I don't know if you see one there, Dylan, but – uh, Justin Verlander in two starts so far this season went up against the LA Angels on the road. Uh, went five innings there, had seven strikeouts. Had the Mariners last week. Went eight strong innings there, three hits allowed in both of his starts so far. Eight strikeouts against the Mariners. This crowd is going to be very, very excited for Justin Verlander starting here at home. Um, they haven't seen him pitch, I think, over a year now. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, 
Noah, let me start with you on this game. Blue Jays and the Astros here with Ross Stripling and Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros. What do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm on the Astros. JV's my guy. Um, and he's done well again in his career against the Blue Jays. Let me just say that. He's got a couple of no-hitters against the team and a couple of them that were broken up in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. He historically does well against Toronto. Um, and then you look at the PVB here. Yuli Gurriel, he's batting 600 against uh, stripling three for five, three singles. Guriel just gets on base. Uh, Oledmus Diaz, check to see if he's going to start. He's batting 429, two doubles and a home run off of stripling. And then Bradley Zimmer for Toronto. He faced Verlander uh, with uh, Cleveland for quite a bit. He's batting 400 against Verlander. Uh, George Springer batting 375, five for 13, four singles and a Springer dinger off of Verlander. Altuve batting 333, two for six with two singles. And then just the 2022 stats. Flighty Jr. is always a good play in DFS. He's batting 302, 13 for 43 with five home runs. He's tied for second in the league for home runs, so why not? Yeah, Diaz should probably get more playing time. We did see Jose Altuve. He's going to be on the 10-day IL for the Astros with a hamstring injury he suffered. Uh, I think it was in that Angels game, um, so he'll be out for at least Ooh. 10 days. Uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I think this is an interesting game. I do favor Verlander in the pitching matchup, but He'll be getting his first start at home. I do think he'll be ready and to go. I think he'll go deep in the game if he's able to get through the lineup two, three times. I just really worry if the Astros can put together some runs for him. In the first, in his first start, Angel against Angels, no runs. In his second start, four runs. Jose Al, Jose Altuve, he's still out, like you mentioned. They're going to need to put up four or five runs to beat this Blue Jay team, I think. So, depending on the price, I'm probably going to find myself on the Blue Jays, if, especially if I get uh, plus money. Yeah, I mean, what, what you're saying there, maybe it's kind of like the under in this game, especially, yep. you know, we've seen the Astros are really struggling uh, offensively. That's uh, crazy, as crazy as that sounds. But, uh, Dave, what are you liking for this game? So, one of the offshore places that I look at as minus 165, on the Astros, and the total is eight and a half. Overs juiced minus 120. I like Blue Jays and under. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, Same. it's just, it's a little steep. I mean, it is probably going to come down. It, it's justified because, you know, I mean, Verlander has looked like Verlander used to look like. So um, I could see why it's priced that, but I would, I would shade. Blue Jays, and then definitely under. The way the Astros lineup is hitting, the way Verlander's pitching, it's a perfect combination to play the game on. Yeah. Yeah, that eight and a half seems a little high to me yeah. as well, especially what we just talked about with the Astros bat struggling and the hot start that Justin Verlander does have uh, pitching so far, uh, 0.69 ERA and a 0.69 whip. So, Oof. yeah, Oof. that yeah, those are some uh, some sexy numbers there for uh, Justin Verlander oh. in his first two starts. Um, one more game I do want to touch on. Um is going to be an NL West batter. It's going to uh, NL West battle. I'm sorry, between the Dodgers and the Padres uh, tomorrow night in San Diego. Uh, Julio Urias is on the mound for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, and for the San Diego Padres, it's going to be Nick Martinez. Um, Dylan, let me start with you on this game. Uh, Dodgers Padres in San Diego. What are you liking? Yeah, if I'm able to get a plus money price on the Dodgers run line, I'm probably going to be on that. I, I can't be fading this team right now. Besides their one loss to Freed and the Braves, 
the Dodgers have been red hot. The Padres are also doing well. They won four in, a, uh, four in a row, but they beat the stinky Reds for three games in a row. So I don't know how much we can put into that. Uh, the Dodgers run line, they've been cashing for us for like a week straight. So I feel like I'd be an idiot to go the other way right now. So I think Urias, he's going to have a bounce back start. He didn't have the best start last, uh, last time out. And Nick Martinez, he didn't have the best outing at home against the Braves who the Dodgers just put 13 runs up against in their series. So yeah, at a plus money price, I'll probably see myself on the Dodgers run line. Uh, Noah. Um, I don't have a strong feeling for this game. Okay. Honestly, I might just ride a Machado prop. Uh, he's so hot right now in 2022. He's batting 358 with three home runs and 33 total bases. And against Julio Urias, he's batting 250 with three singles and a home run. Uh, also, Jake Cronenworth, 286 with two for seven with a double and a bomb against Urias. And Eric Hosmer is batting well so far this season, 378, 17 for 45. And if you're looking for a prop on the Dodgers side, Freddie Freeman was hitting well during the Atlanta series for the season. He's now batting 333 with two home runs and 25 total bases. There we go. Uh, Dave, Dodgers, Padres. Tough game. Um, you know, and this number that I'm looking at here has it what I think is overpriced. I mean, minus 170 or minus 180 oh. uh, um, on the Dodgers. Eight is the total. Eight is a high number for um, games in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I would lean under. Um, in my, I mean, I'm with D Rock. How, how are you going against the Dodgers right now? <laughs> you get Urias um, with plus money on the run line. It's almost as good as getting Walker Bueller plus money on the run line, which, by the way, didn't get there because Freed was so good against Walker Bueller and the Dodgers. Uh, that if I have to, this is a pass for me. But if I have to, it's Dodgers. Yeah, uh, kind of going back to what Dylan said there, I I think that if you do like the Dodgers, you might as well just take the run line because all nine of their victories have come by two or more runs so far this season. And last season, uh, when me and uh, Malcolm were potting, Astros are a prime example of this. I think there was a stretch where at a point where we're talking, they had 30 wins. and I think like 27 or 28 of them had come by two or more runs. So, and again, because we talk about here when you're going to have to pay that tax on the Dodgers money line, right? You talk about it's minus 180 you'll have that Yankees tax. You'll have that Red Sox tax at, at times. So the run line is probably something to good look at, especially once it's, it's cashed nine out of nine times in their victory. So yeah, I agree with you guys. Dodgers, I'm very high on them. My biggest bet of the season was on their over win till at 96 and a half uh, off to a great start so far. So hopefully they can continue that momentum going into San Diego as they take on their division rivals, the San Diego Padres. Um, boys, we won't do a lock and dog. So I, I think it's a good time to tell our listeners to make sure to make, uh, get over to the website, just hit MLB picks. Uh, tally side does a great job of, of getting our picks over there. So we, we track them daily there. So make sure to get over there. We'll tag our best bets, uh, on there, but, um, Dave kind of getting to the end here. I'm going to give you the floor. <laughs> Anything else you want to get off your chest? Any stories you have? Maybe a big behind the counter baseball story. <laughs> anything with the kids? I, I love seeing your your stories with your with your girls and your softball and your coaching. I'm gonna give you the floor. I'm, I'm just gonna sit here and listen. What do you got for us? I got two things for you. One, did you guys see the video of that kid in Texas that hit a home run and the pitcher speared him like Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yes, coming around third base. I saw that. Yes. I don't know what he could have possibly said. 
I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. But if they let pitchers and hitters settle this shit sometimes, it might not be the worst thing because now pitchers don't hit anymore. You don't have to, it's DH now in, in both leagues. So I think that's something like you have to take forward and try to evaluate because the National League games, the unders were more prevalent because you had an inning or two during the game when it was 7-8-9, 8-9-1, and it was an automatic out. Nobody bunts anymore. Nobody even tries to move a runner by hitting the opposite way. So I think, one, that's something you got to consider, and I saw that video and I thought, boy, I'm going to – Make sure the boys, at least on the on this on the baseball podcast, saw that. Yeah. Number two is one that I'm taking from the coaching ranks, where I'm out with the girls, and they call this obstruction rule now. Very heavily being called in the softball world, and I was hoping that maybe one of you could explain it to me because I had the discussion and I was calm about it, but the catcher had to reach over into the baseline to catch the ball. Now, she was in front of the plate, so she had to reach over to the third baseline. The throw came in from right field. She she was in front of the plate because we've coached them and explained to them, you can no longer block the plate. It's an automatic call. She's in front of the plate. She reaches up the baseline to catch it and swipe tags. It was phenomenal was a beautiful work of art. Plays at the plate that are made well are awesome. Throw came in. She threw it right over her cut. It was one hop, sweet tag, boom, out. Guy goes, time, obstruction, runner's safe. I was like, excuse me? And I went out and asked politely. I said, explain to me how that was obstruction. Your catcher obstructed the runner. She came into the baseline. I said, Blue, she tried to catch the ball. The runner had a lane to slide in. That's the rule. And he said, if you have anything else to say about it, you'll be able to say it from the parking lot if you keep talking. (laughs) And I was like, blue. Okay, that's fine. You know, I just would like to understand the rule so I can explain it to my catcher because she didn't do anything wrong, but you missed the call. I won't talk about it anymore. And then I walked away and he didn't throw me out. We had a discussion afterward, but have you guys seen this obstruction thing? Probably Noah, Noah could probably answer that for you. Yeah. So I have plenty of personal experience with this and my dad actually was my coach growing up as well. So from nine U to 18 U, he was my travel ball coach in the summer. And he also coached softball for my sister as well. Okay. This one story, my dad, my dad coached how many games, like 400, 500 games. He was kicked (laughs) out of the game once. So it was obstruction and not at the plate, like uh, in your case, I think that was a totally legal play. Uh, the catcher's making a play on the ball. She has the right to catch the ball to make the out at the plate. I, I don't think that's obstruction at all. So this happened once in the World Series a year or two ago. This is my dad's situation now. Um, our One of our speedsters lays, lays down a bunt. Nobody nobody bunts anymore. My team, we, we bunted quite a bit. Um so he lays down a bunt down the first baseline and he's running 
And you know how about 45 feet to the bag, there's that second line on the right side. So our guy was running on the inside part. Now, apparently you have to run on the outside part and then come back to the bag. I don't know if you remember this, but that was in like the 2019 or 2020 World Series. It was like the Astros or something like that. So our kid gets hit by the baseball, but it was called obstruction. So I feel like any way you go, it's a different umpire each day. You never know what they're going to call with obstruction. There's uh, fly balls in the uh, baselines that are called obstruction when uh, the runner is just running and they interfere with a, a person trying to catch the ball, but the person catching the ball ran into the baseline. It's a, it's a whole bunch of hodgepodge, but yeah, my dad uh, went out there and th- uh, the umpire basically told him like exactly like, like you said, one more word from you and you're going to be talking from the parking lot. Well, a play happened later in the game and yours truly slid into home and wiped out the catcher and uh, they called me out for taking out the catcher on purpose, apparently, but I was trying to take home on a pass ball and I, I got up and screamed at the umpire. My dad went running at me, but because he took a couple of steps at the umpire, my dad got thrown out of the game for me. <laughs> so you were responsible for your dad's only ejection. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to tell my dad to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, way to go. Way to go. Papa. What's your last name? Blenick. It's Phoenix. Uh, yeah, it's Phoenix. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad. I hope he listens to the show, but you guys will have a story to share the rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what hopefully baseball does for people. Softball does for people. I love the sport. Thank you guys for having me today. It's been awesome. And good luck with all those plays. I think tomorrow, hopefully, listen, if we go three out of four, we're in the hall of fame. That's 75. Oh Yeah. I'll take that today, right now. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Our, our uh, MLB gambling podcast crew is absolutely crushing it right now. So if you haven't already, there's a good time to subscribe. Uh, live, uh, Dave said he's going to be back throughout the season when he has time. He shot me a message this morning. I was in the middle of a phone call. I hung that phone call up without even saying anything. <laughs> I responded to his text message, shot Mal a message. Mal said he's busy with the kids. And I said, hey, we're Talk usually recording around yeah, four or five o'clock. Uh, but we moved it up. I'm glad the guys were able to get on with Dave. But Dave will be back on the show regularly throughout the season with us. But Dave, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on the MLB Gambling Podcast. I uh, love the lids. Um, I think I'll be on Vegas maybe for NBA playoffs. I think we're trying to get something going at, over there on the Blue Wire Studios. So um, maybe we'll have to link up and get some dinner or just hang out at the sports. 100%. Like 100%. So, thank you so much, guys. you have anything else for Dave? No, just thanks for coming on, Dave. When I'm out in Vegas, we do have to catch up, and I need a Bostonian versus the books hat. That's listen. We're we're working on that. We're developing those. I mean, for the listeners that want to follow me, it's at Sports Cake and Sig on Twitter. Again, the show is called Bostonian versus the Book in the morning. You can listen to that. Listen to this as well. I say it all the time. There's enough food for everybody to eat, man. Uh, I, I'm happy to help people grow the shows, grow the space and all the stuff. Good content is going to win boys. So just keep grinding and the rock you're on the list, buddy. Don't worry about it. You know how to get a hold of me. Yeah. (laughs) No, thanks for coming on Dave. It was my first interaction with you, but I absolutely loved every minute of it. Thanks Noah. You too, brother. And uh, keep that arm loose. You got, I I can't wait to hear this. I didn't even know you were pitching. This is awesome. So you're playing at point park. This is, this is what you're doing? That's correct. 
I'm actually redshirted this year, which is able to give me the opportunity to talk some some stuff with SGPN. So that's awesome. All right. Well, good luck with that as well. That's great. Thanks. There we go. So make sure to follow uh, Dave over on Twitter. He is an amazing follow. Uh, nobody knows shit. Okay, that's 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 pretty much just what it is. That, that's what it is. All right, nobody knows shit. So you act like you know something, and people that are saying, I have this inside information. We have the guy that's been behind the counter. Nobody knows shit. <laughs> With that being said, guys, thank you so much again, Dave. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back uh, next week uh, for the MLB season. Uh, on our usual grind, but we took a little side swipe today with Dave on. Absolutely fantastic. We'll do this more throughout the season. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Like I said, we'll be back next Monday. Let's break these books off and let it ride.